Hi everybody, welcome to this week's Retro Rewind, where we have been playing The Adventures of Lolo. And joining me in an a cappella version of the theme tune to The Adventures of Lolo is my good friend Dave. Say hello, Dave. I I don't I can't make any game noises on this one. I know there's nothing. All you all you can do is go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, hi Dave. Thank you. Hello, hello. Thank you for playing this wonderful game with me. I love this game. So yeah. I know, yeah. So, The Adventures of Lolo game was released in 1989 as per our usual year thing. It was released in the EU in 1991. Actually, I don't, two years, two years to get over here for the NES. I know it was like less common over here, but was the NES released over here later as well? Oh, that that I don't know. I didn't live in Europe land, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, just like. Uh anecdotal evidence most people i meet from europe are like yeah yeah nintendo was sort of a thing kind of the nintendo over there was like how the master system was here where like the weird kid that smelled funny had it which is crazy because the master system was a wonderful machine with wonderful controllers now so anyway now craig (laughs) i can't let you get away with that i if this has taught you anything it's that the nes was clearly the winner no contest. It was. It was the winner in every way. <laughs> so developed, published by Hal, who lovely, lovely Hal. Part of the Eggerland series. So what I didn't realise until I was reading about this was that the Adventures of Lolo have has no original levels. They're all puzzles pulled from other Eggerland games. Mm-hmm. Which I, I is it like is it like the greatest hits or a remix or is it just something they just did just because they had the assets or uh, yeah know. because because it was a series that had been gone for a little while over there and they were like well when we release it overseas let's just pull the best levels pull, pull it best and yeah because it, it's it's good you can it's, anyway anyway it's that's getting too far ahead jam packed too it is absolutely jam packed so the adventures of Lolo pretty simple story we discussed this before we came on air it took about 10 seconds Princess Lala has been captured by the Egger King or something like that, or King Egger. Well, I mean, who else would be the king of the Eggerland? That's very, very true. And you are Lolo, this cute wee ball-shaped guy with feet and eyes and stuff like that, and you have to save Princess Lala. (laughs) Uh, If you're not familiar with the uh, Lolo series, it's very much Sokoban. You can push blocks, but you can't pull them. Then there are gates you can only go through certain directions, and there are other things we'll get into that complicate things a little bit. Um, more importantly, Craig, I want to take a moment and say this game was worked on by both my friend and yours, Satoru Iwata. Oh! It was one of his first games. Like, big, big release games. Oh, that's nice. I didn't yeah. know that. Genuinely, did oh, not yeah. know that. 
Um, is that in the Wikipedia page? Should I have read that? I don't. I don't know if it was in the Wikipedia. I just know that because I know he like worked on Balloon Fight and he worked on Eggerland and he worked, you know, bunch of stuff. I did. I did out of curiosity. I, I should do research. I, I just googled how many games he had an active hand in, and that number is four hundred and seventy-five. Like that dude was a machine. That's a lot. That That's is a lot. A lot. I didn't know that he had involvement it was we were speaking about dragon quest not that long ago and dragon quest in its first inception mm-hmm. just generally going yeah that's a good idea no that's not a good idea type wait loveliness wait yes wait. what awada worked on dragon quest yep did he really yeah really absolutely really when it was coming here or over in Japan? Yeah, when it was coming here, when it was being oh, localized. okay. All right. Yeah, because I know he was a so, big deal at Nintendo after a while. Mm-hmm. So he was totally... He was working on... He was programming on localization. He basically... Like, we wouldn't have had Dragon Quest without him. Or maybe I'm overplaying it slightly. I don't know. But it's close to that level of involvement. You know, you know I was watching a couple videos and reading about it because I genuinely liked the dude as the head of Nintendo. Um, also wouldn't have Pokemon if it wasn't for him. He actually programmed a system that let them keep that many monsters in there and we wouldn't have had Pokemon in the way we have it if he didn't go in and like technical wizardry it. It's like, ow! I wonder why this stuff never got brought up until after he died. I know, it's it's insane. Otherwise, it's this a, dude would have been a superstar. He would, have, he would have been an absolute legend. Yeah, he's just like, oh, yes, 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 I, I helped bring that over. Yes, I'm directly behind that. Anyway, moving on, it's like, jeez. Um, another interesting little bit about uh, Eggerland is um, they have a, they are, they predate the Kirby series, but they play a big part in the Kirby series. Oh. So Hal kept these characters around. Not so much in their own series. I think the series died in 2000, I think. But they kept them in the Kirby franchise. And Lala looks a lot like Kirby if you just take away the bow. Yep, uh, there, are, there are similarities there. Did not know that. Still never played a Kirby game apart from oh, Kirby Air we Ride. Will. We will. Uh, that is a bad game to start on. I, I wish I would have <laughs> known that. Uh, we will play a Kirby game before this is over. I'm sure of it. Good stuff. So... Craig, yes. um, I doubt you have any history with this, right? None whatsoever. Will you remember the theme song until the day you die? Yes. Yes, I will. It's it's one of those things It's very earwormy. I'm just reminding myself to play it at this point in time. It's so catchy. It's so catchy, it's unbelievable. It's like I, 10 when I seconds you, long. I know. I, when I messaged you, I was like, normally, but I think catchy game music, and immediately my brain starts playing Dig Dug music when I walk. It's constant, as soon as I think about it. But today, I thought again, catchy game music when we were talking, and it was... It's very much, it's just embedded in there and overwritten everything. It's insane. And I mean, um, this is jumping a little bit ahead, but after I, I finished playing, I, I got to, I think it was room f- three or four. It wasn't 
too awful far. There are eight floors, not room three, sorry. Okay. Floor three or four. Um, I, I was like, hey, you know what? I, as a kid, I never saw the end of this. I'm going to sit and watch a long play of it just so I could see the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I listened to that theme song for 40 minutes straight, Craig. And you know what? I still kind of like it. There's not many loops that you can say after even a few minutes of a 10 second loop that you could still listen to. This could be playing. It's absolutely in no way, shape, or form is annoying. <laughs> no, it's not at all. It's it's first. I, I mean, I want to give them credit to along with the the brilliant composition. It doesn't do that early video game thing where the music will end and you can hear it when it restarts the loop. It yeah. plays like smoothly into a loop from here until eternity. It's it's fantastic. Um, I actually I'm toying with the idea of just having it play all the way under this episode. I'm pretty I, sure I, 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 if you do that, somebody will be activated as an assassin. I'm pretty sure that's somebody's <laughs> activation code. <laughs> oh dear. So um, your background, your history too. Have you got anything with Eggerland or Lolo? Um. Yeah, this was this was a game I played when I was fairly young. So I want to say like four or five. I, I wasn't like still young enough to where your memories are hazy. You just remember little bits and pieces of it. Um, I remember this playing this game a lot mainly because it was one of the only games I could get my mother to play with me because she was not not very good at anything that wasn't a, a slow paced take your time puzzle game. But I. Yeah, I've got a lot of good memories of just chilling with my mom and, and playing Eggland and me, of course, getting really frustrated because I was a growing boy, Craig. You're supposed to be shooting things and jumping over things, not pushing boxes. I I mean, I personally, I think it's brilliant. I It's a total change of pace where you're sitting playing puzzle games. I'm sitting on my DS just now for the most part playing um, through Leighton. I've finished off phoenix right and i'm just blasting through every professor Layton game and playing adventures of lolo feels like the best of the Layton puzzles they're very complex puzzles but the mechanics are simple enough where you can almost piece it together and then you get some oh a wee bit wrong you've over pushed a block or something and you're like damn damn yeah. was that press select uh, to suicide <laughs> poor poor little lolo um yep it's an interesting way to do a puzzle game, right? Because most puzzle games, um, you have the really good ones. Like, let's take Tetris for an example. You can see your list of three upcoming pieces, right? And then you see what tower you've built, and you can automatically slot them in with your brain. Of like, okay, this is going to go here, this is going to go here. And then somebody drops a bunch of junk on you, and your plan just goes to hell. But there's a two-step process to Tetris, and a two-step process to Lolo. Like, you can just sit as soon as the level starts and work out in your brain, okay, I've got to put this in front of the Medusa, I've got to egg this guy, and i got to push it. Yep. But there is still a little bit of dexterity that's required to pull it off. Like, especially when you're, you're like, pushing egg into the water and you're floating on it and you're like, okay, i got to wait for the right time. That kind of thing. And I think that's what makes a good puzzle game addictive. Yeah. Because if it's something you can just solve with your brain, you tend to just solve it and move on instead of, ah, crap, I pushed down just a little bit too much and the thing shot me in the face kind of thing. Yeah. It's actually, it actually, uh, no, I have no shame in saying this, but I was sitting playing it on, oh, how did you play it? I remembered it was on the Switch. <laughs> Good <Remember>? man. 
Yeah, I've, I played it on the Switch NES, yeah. I was sitting on the Switch handheld, lying beside the wee man who was sitting watching Paw Patrol on the telly or something, so I was just sitting, playing on him, and the first time you pick up all the all the pieces and the skulls activate and come after you, I actually jumped a little, because <laughs> I was just like, it came out of nowhere, and I it never even occurred to me that there would be a time element to all of this. I was quite happy looking at it. Like, my phone's full of notes from different levels going, remember to do this, and written, writing down... I was basically writing a simple walkthrough for the <laughs> entire game. I ah, think I awesome. maybe game overed six or seven times. Getting further and further and learning how a new object or enemy or something interacts with you. That's that's where you end up losing lives and then starting again. So it's it's it was really satisfying to do. It's right up my alley. I've got no i do I no I've got no idea why I picked it. Do you remember any conversation that would have led me to pick the okay. Adventures of Lolo? Okay, I think this is how it went when we were doing our amazingly comprehensive River City Ransom episode. If you remember correctly, where we played every other game. No, we did <laughs> nothing but talk about River City Ransom. For approximately <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Uh, while we were going through all the games, I had you check out Solomon's Key, and that, oh, that one yeah. where you gotta use the wand and you can make blocks or make blocks disappear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, hey, if you really like this, you'd probably really like Lolo." Yeah. And I think that's I think that's where it got from either that or the ghost of Awada went. You, you will discover Eggerland. It's it's brilliant. It's it's. I heard this is very final thought saying we're only at 14 minutes but I mean <laughs> that we can run short because there's not there's not a great deal to well, it I got it's, a couple things I want to bring up but sorry oh you do that first you do that first then because okay. I I have a couple of things I've got one negative and then you can, we can take it from okay, there but right. you go first so so that negatives are uh, what I was thinking about because it, it, it isn't very fun to get on and gush about a game even though that's what we've mm-hmm. been doing because we're just picking classics, man. But um, yeah. I, was, I was sitting here thinking, what could I find wrong? You know, okay, if I was going to nitpick it. Uh, the only thing I think that I could find that I really don't like is you brought it up. Um, when you come across a new mechanic or a new enemy, you pretty much have to waste a life finding out what it does. Like the first time you run across those Medusa statues, you're like, oh, yeah. they can see me through trees. Okay. Yep. Um, um, that's really the only thing I could find. I've got another slight niggle. Slight. Hmm. And I, this might be something that you don't find a problem at all, but... You push blocks one block wide. You can push it up one block and then left one block. But you can, you are, are able to push it halfway up the grid. That's an invisible grid, but you can push it halfway up. And if yeah. you run around the side, you then can't push it sideways. You need to be perfectly in line and it's you, it's variable. It's easy enough once you get the hang of it. But sometimes I found myself pushing slightly too far and then running around to the side and not being able to push a block so I'm like oh, oh yeah run to the top um, that th- that was my only kind of uh, wee thing the, the only thing I, I wonder if they did it purposefully because there are some late, later levels where if you position it just right you know those little pink dragons that shoot fire when you pick up the last heart yeah yeah 
Um, you can position it just right to where it blocks two shots instead of one kind of thing. Uh, so okay, I wonder if right, that was that something they sense. played with. But yeah, I, I can completely understand that. If you're not mm-hmm. having something snap to grid, it can be really yeah. annoying when it doesn't snap to grid. Especially since your movement but, is so purposeful. It's very Star Tropics movement. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very good. It's, I, I really like that. You feel uh, good. You feel it feels perfect. The perfect speed. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. You're just you're there. You're doing a job. Running about the place. Um, just for a reference for all of our dedicated listeners, how many Mikeys wide would you say Lolo is? Oh God. Well, Lolo must be one Mikey wide because I don't know because he's wider than he is tall. So he might be two Mikeys tall, but. Is he one and a half Mikey's wide or just one Mikey wide? Probably one and a half Mikey's wide, yes. Yeah, slightly right, wider. Okay. So, so uh, for those interested in dimensions, uh, he is one and a half Mikey's wide and a half a Mikey tall. Okay, so here's here's something interesting. I'm I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the way to put it. I really should have thought before I said that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I thought you'd cough. <laughs> I had to go to the party screen there. Going, hang on. Where's Dave gone? Okay, um, I don't like puzzle games, generally. Mm-hmm. It, it's something I just don't click with. Um, uh, Professor Layton makes me feel really angry because it was like, oh, the salute, oh, 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 the way you worded it threw me off track. I feel like an idiot. I hate you. I, I still I have play the, them. The same thing with Layton. You, you find through the games, especially in the second game, Pandora's Box is the worst for puzzles that just slightly mislead you or trick you. I throw you. in one word. Mm-hmm. It's just, poof, there goes my train of thought. It's really, the, it's and it's noticeable when a puzzle like that comes up because you, you have to use three hints to get it. And by the time you get to the third hint, you're like, really? Is that what you were trying? <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, but, um, these kind of puzzle games like this or Solomon's Key or, um, not, not counting like the action ones like Tetris or Lumines or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Is it Lumines or Luminous? L- I would say Luminez. Luminez. Luminez? Okay. All right. So, uh, Maybe. I'm not going to go down to the Lumines. I'm going to go <laughs> play Luminous. Uh, games like that, uh, or like Poyo Poyo, they're all in a separate kind of action-y thing. These... Uh, you don't. I don't see very much anymore. I granted, I don't really look for them, but it seems like during the eight and the sixteen bit era, the one screen puzzle game was really popular, and that's probably because of limitations. But do you still find games like this? They are all on mobile and mostly freemium. That would be why I don't find them. Yeah, there's a lot puzzles. And visual novels have moved, for the most part, to mobile. Laura's playing a, a visual novel game just now that's kind of... They're built in a visual novel engine. So there's a library of visual novels. And to get through, progress through the mainline stories, you have to play sub-stories to collect crystals. Or you can buy crystals for real money and then pay to unlock chapters. Everything, everything feels like that and it's such a shame because there's some absolutely fantastic puzzle games on mobile that are just ruined by bloody pay, paper I don't know what the word is, I've lost the word um, in, in-app 
purchases. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, freemium, I think, is, is the word freemium. everybody uses. Uh, yeah. Jeez, okay. I said that about 30 seconds ago as well. You did, you did. One, actually, one series, it's not going to be in sale by the time you hear this, people, but on sale right now is the Go series, Hitman, Deus oh, Ex, yeah. and Tomb Raider. They're fantastic. I, I adore all three of those for various reasons. They're, they're brilliant games. I have the Hitman one, but I never, I haven't booted it up yet. It's it's good. It's it's really classy and clean, and each series ties into what you would think it would. Hitman's all about murdering everyone. Deus Ex, you've got a hacking mini game. Tomb Raider is very adventure. You're climbing. You're moving boulders and stuff they're they're really cool they're really really cool games i I will have to check them out they've been on my list for a very long time it just seems like always something jumps in front of it yeah but you're very right actual puzzle games being released Uh, when was the last time you played something like this oh hell i've got no idea not nothing like this a puzzle focused or a puzzle forward game I don't know. I genuinely have a long time, a long, long time ago. I know. Uh, mm. I know you and your wife are a big fan of the uh, hidden objects games. Yeah. But, oh, um, I, mm, they're they're in a league of their own in terms of uh, gaming inverted commas. They're yeah, yeah. I watched a playthrough of one, and I, while they are deeper than I thought they would be, like there are adventure gamey elements to it. Mm-hmm. It's still very. Um, hmm. Uh, how to how to put this without sounding like a jerk? I, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it because, to be honest, they aren't the worst put together. They're not. No, they're not. Surprisingly, bad. yeah. There are some it, companies that do it, and they do it quite well. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing, like if you want to check out a main one and PlayStation 4, PC, I know for certain, I don't know about Xbox or that, but Artifacts Monday or something like that, Artifacts Mundi, M-U-N-D-I, they've got a a swathe of them, and they're always on sale. I think each series rotates what one is on sale, so I've picked up maybe 15 of them, all for pounds. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous, and me and Laura do. We just sit and play them, and it's a wee bit of bants and a wee bit of fun. But it, it's a weird like the the what I was leading into was this is the Lolo especially, but um, I'll talk about that in a second. But they're a wee, different kind of couch co op. You don't yeah. need a controller. You're just all helping each other work towards goal. And while mm-hmm. I was playing Lolo, right, since I am uh, a meathead with ham fists. I'm playing it, and I'm like, arr, 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 arr. can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And um, Kelsey walks in because she was going to ask what I want for dinner. And she ended up just sitting down and going, no, 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 move that block there. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then, you know, Abby comes up, and she's like, what are you playing? I'm like, Lolo. She's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, have you tried going over there? <laughs> and it ended up with all three of us just sitting here. I, they never played the game. They've never even seen it before. Uh-huh. But it was so intuitive to just grasp of, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, that it ended up being this weird kind of co-op play that we all did. Do you know, this is really bizarre. It's bizarre that I've not brought it up until this very moment. But what you just said there, 
Laura and I sat down last night and we were playing Overcooked 2 on oh, the Switch. Yeah. And it was getting to that point where we were going to have a divorce. So we decided <laughs> to put down Overcooked 2 and filed up the PlayStation and we were just about to start playing Beyond Two Souls when right next to Beyond Two Souls was The Witness. So we thought, right, bugger it, we'll stick on The Witness and sat for hours and it's puzzle you've got that kind of an open world adventure type thing but the puzzles themselves are very intuitive that same way where you just you, you kind of almost already know what you're doing they're maze based puzzles with various colours and rules and concepts around them really really cool game it works really well for you guys because witness you have trouble with right because of the colours oh god yeah yeah like completely and utterly so we swap controllers based on what we're doing and generally speaking for all the colour based ones Laura's on puzzle duty and I'm on figuring out where the hell in the world we are and where we might (laughs) should be going or heading in the general direction it is it that is again it's a good co-op because it's not a normal traditional it's not like overcooked where you want to murder each other because you're working towards a common goal with any with pressure it's just nice doing something like that yeah me and kelsey we've uh we uh we'll play overcooked together and we'll do fine because we're, we're both laughing we're having fun mm-hmm. our divorce game to where if you forced us to play it for more than you know an hour uh, would be any kind of dungeon crawler. Like, uh, when we first got married, the Champions of Norath and Baldur's Gate, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, we were just screaming at each other by the end of it. And and lately we tried to play, like, Diablo 3 together when uh-huh. that was came to uh, the consoles together, and it was still the same thing. I'm I'm a very objective focused of like who cares about the loot? Well we've played Borderlands together, oh, Craig. Yeah, you know yeah, how I am. Yeah. It's uh, mm-hmm. get to the end point. She's very much a no 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 no, there's gold over here. Let's spend twenty minutes trying to figure out how to get that gold. I'm like, it doesn't murder. Yeah, uh so I think every couple has a divorce game to where if they played it for too long, the marriage is over. Yeah. I ended up at one point Laura was like just do the dishes and put the seaweed on the dishes and I'll deal with everything else. <laughs> like, okay. So, like, I imagine towards the vegetable box to get a bit of cucumber out or something like that. And she's like, stay by the dishes. <laughs> uh, would, you, would you say it's a fun game, though? Oh, God, yeah. It's I hilarious. haven't played the second one. It's flipping hilarious. Oh, okay, good, good. We do have fun. I'm over-egging it slightly. We do have a lot of fun with it. It's just... It's fraught and fun. No, I know. I know what you mean exactly. The way the game's structured, like the way Overcooked is structured, is you've got that star system at the end, dependent on your points, one, two, or three stars, whatever. We generally get three stars, no matter if the kitchen is on fire and everything's going to hell, we always get the job done. So, Well, you know, you should never work with your spouse. I think no. that's, that's the problem. Yeah, uh, that's, that's um, pretty much it. Speaking of Overcooked, uh, I believe you, you deal with eggs in that game. Uh-huh. You do. So, um, oh, Dizzy, Dizzy. Um, so, Prince Dizzy, of the Yolk was we released in nineteen. 19- uh, <laughs> oh, I'm looking. Um, I believe all true Dizzy fans like Treasure Island Dizzy because of its mm-hmm. revolutionary three inventory slot system. Mm. I hate Dizzy. I hate. I know it. you do. I know you do. All right. So, um, well, what do you say we wrap this up? Yeah, I think I think it's just about time 
to wrap it up. So, I, I, you go first. You go first. What are okay. your final yeah. thoughts? Let's um, put structure to this. I'm going to say, uh, Craig, can you remember all the games we've played for this? We played Rolling Thunder. Mm-hmm. We played Metal Gear. Yep. We've played... Uh, what else did we play? Splatterhouse. Oh, Splat- I'm sorry. I forgot Splatterhouse. I know. played Splatterhouse. I'm surprised and you forgot Splatterhouse. I know. I know, right? I'm looking at a poster for it. Um, but all those games are classic games. They're very good. This, I think, is a step above... This is a masterclass in design. Most puzzle games are just because of how you have to put... Most good ones, I should say. Because of how you have to put them together. You have to have the solution just out of a person's reach when they walk in the room. But it has to be easy enough to have all those interlocking pieces slide together. And the solution is not more trouble than it's worth to finish. Um, I think Eggerland is one of the best, sorry, uh, Lolo, is probably the best Sokoban-style puzzle game that I've ever played. It is dead simple. like So simple. There's like, what, four enemies in the game, and by the end of the second floor, you know exactly what each of them do. But they find ways to just stretch out every little variation of a puzzle that you can while still maintaining it's simple, approachable. I looked at the screen for 10 seconds. Okay, I know how this game works. So I think this is the first, like, masterclass game of design that we've played. So um, do you think it's good or bad? I didn't quite catch. Oh, I hate it. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I mostly echo exactly what you've said. Out of the games we've played for this so far... Each one of them, I think, that is that is good enough to finish. Rolling Thunder, Metal Gear, um, Splatterhouse, the, those are games where I'm thinking, I, I might sit down and finish them if I've ever got a chance I'm going to sit down and finish it. This is the first one where I'm like, when we finish recording, I'm going to go and sit and play this in bed and f- actually finish it. It's flipping, it's... I'm not going to go down that it's a masterclass in design. I'm going to say more along the lines of it's just magical. It's flipping brilliant to play. It just feels so good in your hands. The tune doesn't get annoying. The, like Lolo is just it's just adorable. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just fantastic, and you get you do get that entire feeling that it is the best puzzles because it's not even like oh you've got a dud floor or a dud level or anything like that each one when you figure out the solution you're like how did anyone even think to make a floor that worked like that it just it's it's a master class of design (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna go down that route not gonna go down that route at all Uh, route i said route that's copying you route Jeez. Oh, root? root? Yeah, root. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Next time, it's going to be the year of 1990, man. I turned five. The world was awesome, even though it sort of wasn't. But we had this thing called the Super Nintendo that was on the horizon, and I was looking at Nintendo Power. and Ah, oh, it was great. But we're not going to play a Super Nintendo game. We're going to play an NES game because... It was around this time, good sir, that I played Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu oh. on the NES. 
and it uh, it is one of my favorite NES games. I think it's slightly better on the Turbo Graphics, but that's later on. So right now we're gonna stick to the NES version. Holy mackerel! I knew of this game's existence because Jackie Chan is awesome. Jackie Chan is awesome. Jackie Chan is proper awesome. That's fantastic. that's a Hudson game, is it? It, it? Wow! Look at you dropping the knowledge bombs. Yeah, I'm I am flabbergasted. Well done. So um, <laughs> close this out, man. I'm I'm just stuck. <laughs> that's it. So yes, thank you, Dave, for joining me on the adventure of Lolo. It's been fantastic. We've been gushing. I can't wait to play Jackie Chan. It's I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna be fun. He has a big nose and. He does. He has a gigantic. He's got a gigantic nose, doesn't he? He belongs in a Leighton game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, thank you very much for listening, people. If you want to suggest a game, hit up www.thebiteffect.com or Twitter at the Bit Effect. Luke does his Instagram stuff where he posts pictures of what we're currently playing, maybe along with animated gifs of cats. I've got no idea what Instagram's for, but you know, find us. Tell us what you want us to play. Tell us how we are. Are we good? Are we bad? Are we ugly? Just give us a shout. Should we just release 10 hours of Adventure Volo music and all good? Oh dear. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Say goodnight, Dave. Or goodbye, whatever. Goodnight, Dave, or goodbye. Whatever. Whatever.